Hey guys, how you doing? JP Sarikolia here and welcome to another episode of Age of Heroes. And actually this is the first time Age of Heroes has its own channel and I'm so glad if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, thank you very much for your support. For those who are listening, uh, I just I'll let you know I decided to separate Age of Heroes from JP Sarikolia Reviews, which is my main channel. And I separated my content. Now I do have a gaming channel called JP Sari Gaming. Uh, on the description, you will have some of those links if you want to support me there too. And it's all about gaming. I talk about gaming. I review games. I play video games. And of course, JP Sari Reviews stays true to the, I would say, the core elements of what was built uh, or was created for, which was reviews of uh, comic book stories, collectibles, and also television and movies. So it stays true to that, just reviews. And, but uh, Age of Heroes, it's been something that I have enjoyed so much throughout the time that I've been doing. Uh, and it's really uh, a part of this uh, of my journey on YouTube and something that I really enjoy doing. But uh, I feel that it was not growing as fast in YouTube, uh, just being under the banner JPSR Review. So I decided just to create a new channel and just put everything there and separate things into different categories because I talk about a lot of subjects, whether it's inspirational, whether it's comics, whether it's collectibles, whether it's gaming. So I want to give a, a its own platform where it's able to grow and expand and give opportunities for also to develop into something totally different uh, and really also bring people in. So we'll see how things work out. Uh, I'm just excited. So this is actually the first episode that's going to be air on the channel, on HF Heroes uh, channel. And I have the links for you, so please support me there. Please follow. It really helps uh, my podcast. He helps uh, what I do here on YouTube, and he helps me big time. So thank you for that. Thank you for the support. But today I want to talk about a subject of this week. There's a lot of things to talk about. But this week I really want to talk about something that I read this morning, and it really got me wondering, and I think it's important to to um, to really bring forward and really express how I feel about it, but also I think it's part of the discourse, part of the conversation. Uh, of today, and it's in regards to politics and gaming. It, it seems that we live in very political times, that's for sure. And uh, we cannot really escape that reality. Um, and to be honest with you, you, we have to keep in mind that that politics is part of who we are as human beings. We are political, all of us. One way or another, we express our opinion in regards to the way we need to be governed. And, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I know sometimes you hear a lot of people saying uh, politics should be uh, put aside for entertainment. They shouldn't be with entertainment. And that, to me, is a, a bit short-sighted because we are political uh, beings. You know, we breathe politics and everything we do. From the type of haircut we have to the clothes we wear to the, e the food we eat uh, to the things we do, the cars we drive, all of that is really a representation of who we are politically. We, uh, if we are very nationalistic, we are going to support and we are only going to buy cars that are made in the country. That's just bottom line. We are not going to buy anything from the outside of the country. If we are more open and broader into that, we're going to go for probably the, the, the European vehicles or we're going to go for the Asian cars because we love the more global approach to the world. The places we eat. People love to go to Chick-fil-A. I have no problem with Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. Some people love to go to Chick-fil-A, and they love that they stand for a lot of, I would say, family-oriented Christian-based uh, programs, and they support that. People are against Chick-fil-A because they do that as well. So everything we do in our lives is very political. And even in entertainment, there is that sense of political correctness, but also uh, 
all of that message is presented in the games we play, in the in the novels we read, the comic books we prefer, the movies we like. All of that is there. It's so engraved in our in mindset, in our psyche that is we cannot escape it. Now the question is: It's really important to have politics in games. And I want to use a I would say an article that I read from IGN this morning. That really it's a very good article, and I want to share it with you. So we're gonna go, and I'm gonna have the link for you. So those who are interested in reading this article. The title is Epic Games Boss Says All Politics Should Be Removed from Game Companies. And uh, it's a very interesting one. It's Team Sweeney uh, weighs in on politics in gaming. And I'm going to read it to you. During his keynote talk at the annual DICE Summit, Epic Games founder and CEO Tim Sweeney argued to keep politics out of gaming and away from developers so that marketers can sell games for a neutral ground. In a text that covered everything from loot boxes to cross-platform play, Sweeney ended his keynote by addressing discourse in gaming and specifically involving politics. To begin, he talked by discussing the 1960 Harper Lee novel To Kill a Mockingbird and how art, like games, can serve as a discussion piece from politics. If you think back to uh, Kill a Mockingbird and the impact that had on people's views in the time, I think that's a genuine outlet for games. It really makes people think about things. Sweeney changed lanes from the idea of games as political medium and talked about the need for separation of church and state model between politics and gaming companies. Sweeney argued that game companies should get the marketing departments out of politics, and I think that's extremely important. There is a precedent in the industry to downplay the political nature of games in favor of marketability. For example, how Ubisoft continuously downplays or denies any politics within its games that covers everything from religious cults to paramilitary operations, though not referencing those or any other cases where news and cultural sentiment has integrated within games directly. Sweeney instead argued for the removal of politics altogether. The world is really screwed up right now. Right now, our political orientation determines which fast food chicken restaurant you go to, alluding to Chick-fil-A's political affiliations and the cultural response to it. And that's really dumb, said Sweeney. There's no reason to drag divisive topics like that into gaming at all. He argued that a company or business should be operating as neutral venues for entertainment and employees, customers. Everybody else can hold their own views and not be judged by us for that. A company is a group of people who get together to accomplish a mission that is larger than what any one person can do. And a company mission is a holy thing to it, right? Epic's mission is to build great technology and great games, and we can count on every employee at Epic. We can even demand every employee at Epic unite behind that mission. But every other matter, we have to respect their personal opinions, and they may differ from management or each other's or whatever. Sweeney then referenced controversy around political censorship from foreign countries or domestic companies, likely referencing to the controversy around Hong Kong's bass player uh, Blix Chong, its statement, speaking in favor of the pro-democracy movement in the region. Sweeney says a solution to preventing similar incidents is to get companies to divorce themselves from politics. Although Blizzard's attempt to divorce themselves from politics by insisting that its punishment of Blix Chong was a political, only further flame criticism of the company. Uh, 
I'll continue reading. The climate around politics and games has been charged for some time now, but internally surrounding industry and businesses associations, as well as the content of the games themselves. Even Epic Games has been accused of collaborating with the Chinese government through its business relationship with Tencent Games, something Sweeney has denied. But this highlights just how politics has become an everyday topic. Sweeney admitted that these are tumultuous times, and there is no one answer to how people, customers, or developers should engage with politics in games. But it's clear from Sweeney's keynote that in the case of Epic's founder, there shouldn't be a connection between the two at all. Now, this is very interesting uh, because uh, Sweeney, of course, is a, a key figure uh, for Epic Games and uh, one of the biggest developers right now. And, uh, and definitely it's, it's important to, to really take uh, a lot of consideration of what he's saying. Uh, I feel that with games, of course, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we are political beings. We express politics in everything we do, uh, in everything we do. However, I feel that we live in, in very super political charged times where everything is pushed out the window just for the sake of being political, just for the sake of just doing it. Not necessarily because it's important, not necessarily because actually it's uh, creating a conversation, uh, starting the conversation in a good note. It's just we're siding with one side or the other. And we're not helping the case. We're not making things better. We're just making things worse. And we're creating divisiveness uh, in, 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 between people. And I think that's the problem that I've seen more and more with games. Uh, now, you can create a novel like, you know, in this case, um, the one that he's referring, uh, How to Kill a Mockingbird, and it's a great novel. Um, and, and it's important to have stories like that, that they have and they present a sense of, in this case, political senses. Uh, it's important when the, the politics are part of the story, within the story, and are not just, just put there just to emphasize the political view of a person outside actually the story itself. And this is the problem that we see in Hollywood. That's the problem that we see also now in games more and more. It seems that now developers are trying to inject the politics into it, their own personal views that had nothing to do with the story that has been told. And that creates a conflict, creates chaos, because now you have the customers, which are the fan base that come to, at least trying to escape the reality of the pain of the world. And of course, all the politics are all over us that are just so sometimes pervasive and also toxic. And then you come into games and you find the same situation. It becomes a toxic environment and gamers don't want that. And, you know, some studios have tried to stay away from it, like Ubisoft has done that, but it has become more and more complicated. So it's how he was saying, and it's, I think it's true, is that you have to divorce from the idea of politics and games. Because at the end of the day, you also have in your studio people that are, come from all different backgrounds, all different ethnicities. They have all different points of view. Some people are more conservative. Some people are more liberal. But there are human beings that are working in this project. And now you're telling them, well, you need to emphasize this politics. You need to believe, accept this fact and you need to push it in the games. And you're going against them. You are enforcing something or then you are pushing something, agendas on them. And they don't want to express that. They just want to create stories. They want to create games. I want to emphasize with this. I'm what I believe what Sweeney's saying. I do believe that still we still need some sense of political, uh, uh, I would say, uh, awareness in, in games too. You know, there are some games that have been political. They have expressed some political views that really are interesting. Like for example, I, I've always loved some of the ideas that Rockstar Games have done. You know, not everything. I'm not a big fan. I would say of Grand Theft Auto, but I do enjoy. I did enjoy, uh, and, and I enjoy both games. Uh, in this case, the um, Red Dead Redemption. The original Red Dead 
Redemption, it really presented a lot of points that were so interesting within the story. Interesting in regards to the politics and even in the country, this country, in the U.S., in regards to immigrants, in regards to the way we see certain things. Uh, and uh, this relation between Mexicans and, you know, Americans, Mexico and the United States, that is uh, kind of like an osmosis relationship. We are so tied together and so close together as countries, uh, and but we have this dependency on each other. And there's also this idea of how Mexicans see Americans and how Americans see Mexicans. So I, I understand that from a perspective of my personal view because I'm Mexican and Mexican-American, so to me it really touches home. So it's important, you know, it was there, it was part of the story because it's in the same... I would say in the in the, the place where it's at, you know, it talks about its historical background. It's between what happened between Mexico and the United States. It happened within the story. So it's welcome there. It is welcome. But now you see other aspects and some other games when things and agendas are pushed just in, in, for the sake of pushing them. And what it does, of course, it creates divisiveness in the culture, in the culture of games, into the, in the groups that, that come and play these games. And, of course, it creates chaos and a conflict that also harms the video game industry, harms the games, and it harms, I would say, the credibility of a lot of these companies to really produce content because now people are more are thinking about what, what are they trying to convey with the message. So they always see in the, this double meaning into everything companies are doing. I think, like for example, DICE has suffered so much with it. Uh, Battlefield 5 has suffered because of it because some of those messages that we're trying to convey on the original trailers that came out some years ago, like two years ago, and uh, but he heard the game to the point that a lot of people haven't even tried the game, and the game is a great game, and it, it's not really political in the game. Although some people might assume or might say, well, there's some political things here and there, and there are because of course you see girls running around and you see all sort of things, you know, and people that they're of different of the different races all in the same battlefield, which you know historically that wasn't accurate. But things like that are important to, uh, they don't hurt the gameplay in my opinion, but because the initial message, initially what was presented was very politically charged, of course, people are going to, the, the game suffer because people are not going to buy the games. And ultimately that harms the experience for a lot of players that actually love the game. I love Battlefield 5, I enjoyed the game. It's not perfect. No game is perfect. Uh, but unfortunately, it, it has been harmed because of some of the initial messages in there. And some of the, they use the games to be mouthpieces of some political views. And so there's something that we have to be, I would say, careful. So I would say that Sweeney is, is right on the money. Um, I don't think politics should be an, an important aspect of games. It should be something that goes along with the story, yes, if it's necessary, if it's important to the story, to the story to be unfolded, to, to actually to develop. But beyond that, it's not necessary. It shouldn't be pushed. It shouldn't just be an add-on to the game. It should be just something that is natural within the story in the game. And not all games benefit from that, just some games. But that's, of course, is just my opinion. Uh, what is yours? What do you think about that? Are you... Um, in support of politics and games? Or are you against politics and games? Let me know in the comments below if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, if you're following me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can actually share that as well. Uh, I'm more than glad I will um, uh, respond to you in a timely fashion. So my friends, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. God bless. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.